Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Okay, Kevin, you're on. All right, it looks like we're all here. Terrific. Perfect. All right. Hello, everyone. Um, hi. Hi. Um, so, everyone, welcome to today's podcast, Education and Occupation, Episode 1. I'm Allison, and I am Allison Lego, and I'm currently in occupational therapy working in school based practice. And I'm joined by my two colleagues, also occupational therapy practitioners. Kevin Berner and McCall Orpath Tiffrit. Hi, Elsa. Hello. Hello. All right, we're all on. Um, so today we're really going to discuss um, a recent post from EdSearch, and this is a listserv that um, provides independent information, resources, and it serves also as a community community for everyone involved in education technology. And the post that we are going to focus on was titled "How One District." Redefine teacher evaluation with self-directed growth plans. And so the report on EdSurge, it was set in New Jersey, the Harrison Park School School District. And in order to kind of address how uh, the statistic of teachers leaving the profession um, between three to five years, um, and either due to reasons of teacher, poor teacher evaluations, the feelings of isolation and just feeling that there are few opportunities to share expertise. And so what this what this district came up with was the development of a self-directed growth plan. And this plan really worked on an approach uh, where um, teacher evaluate where it focused on teacher evaluation, it focused on student growth measurement, and it allowed for um, uh, growth and um, it allowed teachers the opportunity to get the change they wanted to get. Um, this plan was created in collaboration of teachers and administrators. It used long-term um, observation models. It was driven by research. Um, it was driven by student data. And really, it relied, again, on that collaboration piece. Um, overall, the goal was to improve teaching and ultimately student growth. And furthermore, the um, EdSearch posting provided information on how the self-directed plan um, progressed, how it at some point needed some fine-tuning, and it also shared um, benefits of using that self-directed growth plan. So for me personally, when I read um, this post, um, one of the first things that came to my mind was how OT practitioners are currently um, being evaluated as clinicians. And um, personally, in my experience, I uh, my first um, uh, Practice setting was school-based practice, and I was a contracted employee, 
and I was never formally evaluated. So instead, I immediately kind of paired myself with a mentor. I um, met with um, a group of other school-based OTs and discussed particular cases, and I also sought out continuing education opportunities. But um, this posting really helps me kind of think and reflect about how um, my professional practice and how OT practitioners um, are being supported in their in individual settings. And so I'm going to reach out to my colleagues and ask, first I'll ask Kevin, how is this topic um, informative to you? Hi, Allison. So uh, I've been pretty fortunate in my past to have some excellent mentoring and some great supervisors in some of the settings I've worked in. But my previous position was pretty similar to yours. I was also a contract employee, and I had pretty limited support and growth um, and professional growth. Once I was hired on full-time by the facility that I was working at, I was under the impression that I would get a little more support from a supervisor and uh, a little more emphasis on professional growth. But because there was a push um, by third-party payers and, uh, and a push to try to um, turn a profit, that growth didn't happen at that position. Um, it was really um, ironic that I found the most amount of support at my part-time university job. Um, I, at this part-time job, I was paired with a faculty mentor, and I completed an annual professional development plan, and, uh, and I, I always felt unusual that it was this part-time position that seemed to be more invested in me as a clinician and as an educator than the full-time um, place where I was putting so much emphasis um, and, uh, and energy into. Yeah, absolutely. It seemed like you kind of shared similar experiences on having to kind of reach out um, and kind of get our own uh, kind of support. Um, but, yeah, it looks like that model from that part-time um, position is something that needs to be available for all positions, definitely. Mm -hmm. uh, McCall, how about you? Um, what is your evaluation of this information? Thank you, Allison. Uh, it's actually funny. It's actually only last week we had our yearly evaluation at my workplace. Um, I must say my situation is a bit different from what you two are describing. Uh, I work in a unit with uh, of additional 30 uh, OTs at varied experience levels. Um, we also have some students around, and uh, I feel there is a very wide support system, both professionally and uh, personally. Uh, we all meet for a weekly two-hour session uh, where we share cases, study, or uh, review materials together. There are also external uh, lectures that we're going through or uh, workshops sometimes. Um, we also have a monthly meeting at the uh, subunit and uh, additional settings of opportunities for personal professional growth. Um, in the article, I liked how they explained that uh, the concept of the SDGP is not, <clears throat> sorry, not intended to suggest uh, deficiency on the part of the profession. On the contrary, they believe that uh, this program <clears throat> has been developed to, to be the instrument through which they, as a district, express their um, ex, ex, 
expectations for both uh, personal and professional growth. And um, I believe that addressing the teacher as a human or the therapist as a human um, who also have the internal natural need to grow is an important point um, when you come to think of growth of the profession. Uh, the profession is composed out of uh, individuals who create the whole. So it is vital to address and keep individual growth in order for the profession to grow and prosper as well. Great. I'll call that um, your initial explanation of the, the support you're getting in your workplace is inspiring in it. I, I'm definitely going to have to touch base with you on, you know, mimicking that model, maybe even at the school district that I work with and kind of trying to pair up with other OTs and seeing if we can kind of create something like that as well. Um, sure. Thank you for that. Um, now, uh, again, so thank you again for both for those insights. Uh, um, I think this posting kind of really created some inspiring information for me, and it really, uh, I hope it, it if we kind of carry out this message from here from this podcast, we can really hope to encourage other OTs, you know, other OT educators to um, really collaborate, um, encourage to share each other's expertise, expertise, and really try to model this self-directed growth plan that was discussed. Um, I'd like to talk now about EdSurge as a whole and its visibility, uh, the, how the information was visible, the language that was used. For me, I found that all the topics were clearly listed, easy to access. Uh, initially, you'll provide, you'll, uh, you, uh, Listserv will, be, will provide a brief introduction on the topic, and then a link is provided to, uh, can, if you're more interested, you can get more information. So I found it easy to access. What were your guys' thoughts? McCall, what were your initial thoughts? Yeah, I guess it is um, accessible, the information there. Uh, they seem to use images uh, with large and bold, bold fonts uh, for the headlines. Uh, actually, for a non-native uh, English speaker, it's uh, helpful. Um, I use mainly the search box at the top right uh, to be focused on the topics I'm interested in. So this was also very helpful for accessibility of the information there. Very well, Carl. I didn't realize there was a search box, and that, that search box option is great as it kind yeah. of really allows an individual to kind of see and peruse topics that they find important and kind of instead of searching the whole list, there is that search box option. Kevin? Yeah, I, I kind of uh, echo McCall's uh, sentiments as well. Um, not being very familiar with this area of, of expertise. Um, I like the bold font um, to identify the topics, and it was nice to have those little mini abstracts underneath the topic to explain what the article is about. Yeah, great. Um, uh, additionally, EdSurge, uh, I thought that EdSurge was a great way to really disseminate current information. Um, for this uh, listserv, it dis disseminated information on education technology. I believe that our clinical, my clinical practice and um, other OT practices would really benefit from a listserv. Um, for me personally, I would love one that focused on school-based assessments, intervention, and education ideas. Um, right now, I'm only using Facebook groups and AOTA's OT connections to kind of get support from colleagues that aren't locally accessible to me. Um, Kevin, what are your thoughts on a listserv as a professional development tool for in our profession? Yeah, I think listservs are great. It's an opportunity to get regular um, practitioners involved um, in reaching out to others outside of their uh, local areas. 
Um, you don't have to be a topic expert, and you don't have to be looking at a mainstream topic to get information. The listservs allow um, smaller areas of specialty to, uh, to get together and to share their knowledge and support each other. I, I agree. I, I like the option of kind of being able to look through and um, pick and choose what you want, what kind of piques your interest. Um, Nicole, how about you? What are your thoughts on listservs? Yeah, I think it could very much benefit uh, OT. I actually believe in sharing knowledge. I know most of us are, and um, that is a great tool to do so. In Israel, we have the uh, Israeli Society for OT website, uh, maybe similar to AOTA, as you said, Connections. Um, we, we have gradually uploading more and more material, materials and information there, and uh, there is also a forum uh, though most of the communication is being done today through Facebook professional groups, um, Listserv actually can also encourage uh, more practitioners, I believe, to to write and publish more freely, uh, not being bound to APA format and um, and so on, um, and still being more organized and formal than Facebook format. Uh, I believe this concept has great potential, and um, I'm actually going to bring this up in the next uh, committee session of the Israeli Society for OT uh, next month. So uh, thank you very much for that. Absolutely. I, I foresee um, collaboration between the Israeli Society OT and AOTA. Definitely. We'll have to pioneer that, McCall. Um, sure. Uh, so I think we've definitely discussed some important things here today. I am grateful for both of you for joining me in this um, podcast uh, regarding education and occupation. This is episode one. Uh, again, it was a pleasure having you both. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you very much. for hosting. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.